Like I'm going to have everything so laid out so that I can go and pitch this to them. Even though I was 25 years old at the time, I still <laughs> wanted to like make sure that they were supportive of it and that they thought it was a good idea because right. my parents, like they, their opinions do matter a lot to me. And I do like to consult them, even though sometimes I will go and do my own thing. I made a full list of bullet points about why I wanted to go to London and why it was going to be a good idea for me. And I went to my mom first. I still remember it. And she was just like, go for it. And I was I was so surprised. I was really <laughs> so surprised because my mother didn't even want me to go to Hampton initially. She really wanted me to stay in state. But I think she just knew that that I knew what I was talking about and I had done the research and things like that. And my father was supportive as well. So knowing that they're proud of me and just happy for me, it, it means the world. and It helps me while I'm out here so far away. Hello, hello. Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Paige as the guest. Before I tell you about Paige, I do want to say rest in peace and rest in power to Chadwick Boseman. He was an actor, phenomenal actor, who used his gift for acting and, and storytelling to inspire the hearts and imaginations of millions. He was known for playing these monumental black historical figures, uh, but of course he was also known for playing at least one monumental fictional character who was King T'Challa, aka the Black Panther, and he passed away on, on this Friday that just passed and a lot of people around the world are, are really shocked by this, myself included. A lot of black people especially are taking this pretty hard, again, myself included. And if you listen to the second anniversary episode of this podcast, which I put out in June, uh, you might remember that I mentioned how seeing the Black Panther movie in South Korea, which is where I happened to be when it was released, was a very pivotal and joyful moment for me and I'm sure so many people around the world have stories about Chadwick Boseman touching their lives either uh, personally or through his work uh, or just the character he, he displayed you know how he was as a person so yeah this is really sad which I know is a great understatement. Again, I know for black people especially, we seem to be losing a lot of our loved ones this year, a lot of our heroes, like for example, Representative John Lewis, uh, who was a major figure in the civil rights movement. He passed away not too long ago. I know I didn't mention it on the show, but you know, his passing was something that couldn't be overlooked as well, you know, something that Something that was really sobering and, and painful for a lot of people, and still is. As, as far as Chadwick Boseman goes, I just am uh, feeling very humbled and grateful for how he showed the power of artistry 
you know, his he was an actor, but acting was never just about acting for him. Uh, he had a real sense of purpose, and I am extremely grateful for that. So, rest in peace, rest in power to Chadwick Boseman, and um, for all of us who are grieving right now, I hope that we can find a way to find it within ourselves to keep sticking around as best we can and to support each other as best we can. So, <sighs> Okay, so Paige, let me tell you about Paige. <laughs> Paige is a YouTuber and a digital content creator. Her YouTube channel is called Paige Mariah and she's from Chicago, but she lives in London currently. I think I first discovered her channel around the time that she moved to London, so beginning of, of last year, of 2019, and there's this tagline she uses sometimes that goes, just a girl who finally got tired of playing it safe. And that's basically Paige's life. She, after she graduated from undergrad, she was working in, in Chicago for a number of years, and and you know things were fine things were stable but at a certain point she started feeling like she needed to be doing something else she needed a change in her life and so that really got Paige thinking and so she decided to apply for grad school in London um, London was a place she had visited previously and fell in love with and so that's where she set her sights on and thankfully she got accepted and moved to London to pursue her master's degree in strategic marketing. And she succeeded. Cut to now, she has earned her master's degree and she is staying in London for the next couple of years. Uh, so you get to hear about what exactly influenced her decision to move to London for grad school and also how it's been for her so far living in London being back in school again, and how she managed to to stay in London um, even after her master's degree has been completed. And of course, you'll hear a bit about you know YouTube stuff as well, uh, about her approach to that, and and how that has been helpful to her and added to her life. Um, and actually, um, small world, as I started watching. Um, page YouTube videos, I started seeing a familiar face appear in some of her videos and that is the wonderful face of Hope Robinson uh, who was the guest on episode 7 of this podcast and she also, you know, uh, a couple years ago moved to London for grad school studying film uh, and is still there and it's just really nice to know that Hope, who's from Detroit, and Paige, again, who's from Chicago. They were able to link up uh, upon Paige's arrival in London and, and become really good friends. So that's, I don't know, that just made me happy to know that that connection was made. So, But yes, I was really excited. Uh, I am really excited uh, both about this interview and this episode finally coming out because I am uh, a fan of Paige's. I am subscribe to her channel and have been for you know like a year and a half now <laughs> so it's really excited to get to talk to her and um she's just really sweet and, and i love how 
creative and open she is and also how important family is to her. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have y'all hear what she has to say and get to know a bit about her. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Paige Mariah. Oh, okay. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I have to say, I, um, I'm really happy that you, um, you know, agreed to be a guest on this podcast. Cause as I said, I'm a fan of yours. And when I emailed you, I kind of was just, just, I guess, taking a chance to see if you would respond. Cause I had never reached out to a YouTuber before. <laughs> So awesome. No, I was really excited to see that you reached out because I've really been wanting to to do things like this. I think your podcast is amazing and featuring, you you know, so many different people doing really cool things out here abroad. So I love it. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Paige. I I love and appreciate your work as well. So um, thank Thank you. you. Okay. So obviously I already have a a feel for who you are because I'm a, a subscriber, but... If you could, um, if you don't mind, could you please introduce yourself a bit, if you don't mind? Mm-hmm. So my name is Paige Mariah. I am a YouTuber, digital content creator, and I am currently vlogging my life abroad here in London. Um, I came here about a year and a half ago to study for my master's degree at the University of Greenwich. And I actually completed that in January, um, and the degree was in strategic marketing. So, yeah, my virtual graduation ceremony will actually be on Monday, so I'm really excited about that. Wow, okay. Well, congratulations on um, finishing your master's. Thank you Um, so much. I'm sure it'll be interesting to see. Do you know how the virtual graduation is going to go? Yeah, so they actually sent an email recently, and they said, um, they're going to call each one of our names and our face will appear on the screen um, and they'll have like our name under it. So I'll have to put some makeup on or something because everyone will see me. But OK, be cool. <laughs> OK, nice. Yeah, that's because um, my cousin, he just graduated from high school last month mm-hmm. and his virtual graduation was also last month. And I mean, it was nicely organized, but it was kind of just like a like a slideshow. But at least y'all uh, get to, I guess, see each other in real time when once your name is called. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It'll be more real time. And thankfully, um, my university has actually promised that we will still have the in-person ceremony, whether it's at the end of this year or in early 2021. But they're like, don't worry, this is not a replacement for the real thing. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that because this degree costs a lot of money and I would love <laughs> to have that. <laughs> I would love to have that experience, you know, yeah. where I can actually have it and my family can fly in and things like that. So Right, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. You have that to look forward to. Definitely. Um, like I said, I remember I started, I don't even know, it's so random. I think your one of your videos showed up in my YouTube recommendations randomly one day. And Aww. like, it was like either just before or just after you had moved to London. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she seems cool. And I just kept watching, right? And so now cut to, cut to now when you finish the program and you're staying in London and you know, that's just, that's amazing. I, I really think that's amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, so if we could go back a bit, right? Mm-hmm. You are from Chicago, right? Yes. And, um, well, I guess, okay, so as far as, like, traveling goes, you're, like, really mm-hmm. a big 
an avid traveler now, but where did yeah, like yeah. traveling or international travel start for you? Oh boy. Um, so before, um, moving to London, I would say my family and I were like just starting to get into international travel. Like we had done some like island vacations and things like that, but it was in 2016 that we actually took what we see as like our first real international trip. And it was to London and Paris actually. Mm. Um, and it was in 2016 when I uh, fell in love with London for sure. Cause I already, you know, thought London was an amazing city just from what I had seen on like TV and online and things yeah. like that. But coming here, I was like, Oh my gosh, I am in love with London. I am in love. So yeah, it started there. And then uh, we've just been traveling like as a family since then. And we've been able to go, to Southeast Asia and just have a lot of amazing trips together as a family. And, and now me being here, they've come over and we've done trips in Europe together since I'm here. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. special that you've been able to do it with your family too. Like I know you've done yes. some, a lot of solo travel as well, but traveling with your family is special, you know? Absolutely. I love <laughs> traveling with them. Yeah. <laughs> so you visited London and took mm-hmm. a real liking to it. And yes. I guess along the way decided that you wanted to try living there, go to school there. So the story is a little bit more um, <laughs> complicated than that. Okay. I would say. Um, so basically in 2016, yes, I fell in love with London. I would say like, Oh, I would love to live there. But I can tell you right now, like I never in a million years thought I would actually be living here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely all talk at the time. Um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was in a very, very comfortable job position. Um, I had the same job um, since I graduated from undergrad. So I got there in 2014 and I left that job to come here to London. So I was there for four and a half years, feeling very comfortable, but also very unhappy and unfulfilled at the same time. But I was just always a person who kind of enjoyed being comfortable and enjoyed routine, even though I know now that it was really holding me back. Mm. Like I said, it was all talk. And then, I mean, I don't, if you want me to explain exactly what happened, like with the the situation that like prompted this. Sure. If you want to. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So basically I met a guy um, who ended up becoming my boyfriend and he had applied for the Peace Corps. So he was going to be leaving uh, for West Africa to live there for 27 months. And it just, kind of sparked something in me where I was like, okay, Paige, what are you going to do for yourself now? Like so many people are taking risks and following their dreams and, and doing all of these things. And you are just so content with being comfortable. And I just, you know, it just, it really made me take a a step back and just try to figure out like what I want to do for myself, because I had put my happiness so much. My happiness was so much based on my relationship at the time, because I wasn't really happy with my career and just mm-hmm. how things were going. So I then I remember I was at work at my desk and I started researching grad school in London because I'd actually researched it not even for very long. Maybe I Googled a few things uh, two years prior, but I immediately clicked it out because, like I said, it didn't seem like something that was really realistic for me. Like, I didn't think that I could just drop everything and and go to London. But (laughs) it was for some reason, for some reason in this situation, I finally just said, like, other people are doing this. You know, the people around you, the people that you love are, are taking risks and taking chances for themselves. It's time for you to do the same. So, yeah, I was actually inspired by a relationship, but um, I'm definitely grateful that it happened that way. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, what an amazing story. And you you did it, you know, it seemed really unrealistic what you did, in fact, you know, kind of kind of drop everything. I needed that extra push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know since you've been living there for a while, your impression might be like deeper, maybe even different now. But before you had moved, what was it about London that, that appealed to you so much? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I would I would just say like London really just has this vibe that is unexplainable. Like I just feel I don't know, like motivated here. I feel creative here. Mm. I just I want to work really hard when I'm here. I don't really even know how to explain it, but I just love the city. I love how it makes me feel. Just the scenery, just the way it looks, everything about it. I just I really love this city. I can't even really <laughs> put it into words exactly like what it is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some people have that there's just a city where they go and they feel alive, you know, and that's what London is for me right now. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you have found that place that makes you feel that way. That's, um, you know, something I'm, I'm sure most people wish they could feel about where they are. And yeah, that's, um, that's great. When you, you know, decided to look up those those programs to see what might be available for you in London. Were you already thinking of maybe going to grad school or was that just an avenue to get you to the place that you wanted to be in? Sure. So I always knew that I wanted to get my master's degree at some point. Um, but once again, I was just kind of stalling on moving forward with that. But I then realized that I could get my master's degree and also live in London. So it just seemed like it made the most sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just came, I came here to do it. I could have, you know, stayed in Chicago and did the same thing, but I wanted to do it here because I knew that I would gain even more than a master's degree coming here. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Yes. Um, yes. I think for undergrad, did you go to Hampton? Is that correct? I did. I did. Okay. Yes. I went to Hampton University. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to study abroad while you were an undergrad? Ah, so no, I didn't. And it's so funny because I remember one of my classmates studied abroad in London uh, while we were there. Mm. And I wish that I had have done it, but there was just something about um, study abroad. Like I just didn't feel like it was the right time for me or for whatever reason, I felt like I was going to miss out on things going on at Hampton. I don't know. It's silly when I look back on it now, but mm. I just felt like, oh, I can't. I can't miss out on the school year. I want to be here with all my friends. Like, Aww. but every, everything happens for a reason. Now I'm doing it now, yeah. which for, for a lot of people, I don't think they even think that after, you know, undergrad, that that can even still be an option for them. And it totally can. So right. I like to remind, remind people of that. If you did miss out on the opportunity, you know, when you were an undergrad and you regret it, if you want to get your master's degree, you could always go abroad then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how did you feel, um, you know, once you, I guess had everything rolling and it was definite that you're moving to London. Like you're not only moving to another country, but you're studying abroad. And then you're also going back to school. Cause I, um, if I remember from one of your videos, you, you had been out of school. Well, as you mentioned, you'd been working for a while. You've been out of school mm-hmm. for a while. So like all these things you're kind of jumping into at once. I mean, how did that feel for you? <laughs> it was overwhelming but also really exciting at the time like I, w- I wouldn't say I was like super nervous about it mm. um I just was excited for the new chapter because I was feeling so unfulfilled for so long like I was like I would think I was just kind of at my wits end when it came to my job like I was going into the bathroom and just crying my eyes out oh, at no. work and I just and I knew I was like this is a sign like you need to get out of here and it wasn't that I like 
hated the people I was working with or hating the work, but I just knew that I was supposed to be doing something else, you mm-hmm. know? And I didn't know, I didn't know how to get out. I had started applying for new jobs and nothing seemed like it was right. And then I, you know, secured this opportunity to come here and I just knew that it was what I was supposed to be doing. So yeah. it was overwhelming, but more exciting than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I remember, I think it might have been one of the first videos I saw, and your parents were taking you to the airport, and it was just the sweetest yes, thing, because yes. they, yes. like, I don't know, you could just see that they love they love you a lot, and, I mean, you and your parents, you know, love each other a lot, and it's really touching yes. to see how um, how close you are with your family and how important family um, seems to be for you. Uh, yes. did, did that help with you know, approaching this new challenge and adjusting Mm -hmm. to life in London? Yes. Um, Having their support. Like, I don't think I could have done this without them being supportive of it. I remember like when I started doing the research, I was like, I'm going to have everything so laid out so that I can go and pitch this to them. Even though I was 25 years old at the time, I still (laughs) wanted to like make sure that they, you know, were supportive of it and that they thought it was a good idea because, I'm I'm their girl. Like my parents have one girl, one boy, and my brother. He's completely opposite of me. Like he just runs and does whatever he wants to. He's very independent. But mm. my parents, like they, their opinions do matter a lot to me, and I do like to consult them. Even though sometimes I will go and do my own thing, especially for something like this, moving abroad, I did want to have them, you know, supportive of that. So I made a full list of bullet points about why. I wanted to go to London and why it was going to be a good idea for me. And I went to my mom first. I still remember it. And she was just like, go for it. And I was, I was so surprised. I was really (laughs) so surprised because my mother didn't even want me to go to Hampton initially. She really wanted me to stay in state. My mom Mm. is really big on her kids, like being near the family and things like that. So I was surprised that she said, go for it. But I think she just knew that, you know, I was like really serious about it and and that I knew what I was talking about and I had done the research and things like that. And my father was supportive as well. So that was really good, but it can still be difficult being so far away from them. But I think knowing that they're proud of me and, you know, just happy for me, it it means the world and it, it helps me while I'm out here so far away. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I would say it's from me for me it's from the outside looking in but every time I Mm -hmm. see um, your family or hear you talk about your family it's just like I don't know it's really heartwarming you know to see um, I I guess especially online you see you hear more stories about people not having good relationships with their parents or their family for for various reasons you know so I don't know it's just really nice to see it's a really nice feeling to see that um since you mentioned it, you said your mom didn't want you to go to Hampton if she wanted you to stay <laughs> yeah. in state. Why did you choose Hampton? Oh, man, I chose Hampton because I wanted to get out of state. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> wanted to leave. Um, But I also just wanted that HBCU experience. Okay. But definitely the fact that it was, like, out of state was big. And my parents only allowed me to, to apply to one out-of-state university. And it was Hampton because my cousin was uh, attending at the time. Mm. So yeah, every other school that I applied for was in Illinois. And when Hampton got back to me and they gave me a scholarship, I was like, all right, see you guys later. Like I need to get, I need to get away because like I said, like I'm very, um, I guess I would, I I would say I was always very dependent on my parents, especially my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of needed to like break away and and gain some independence. And, and 
I definitely did that at Hampton and I'm definitely doing that now. Right. So. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a much bigger scale now. Um, much yeah. Much bigger scale. <laughs> Times a million. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you moved, you know, you got it, you got admitted to University mm-hmm. of Greenwich and you moved. Mm-hmm. How was, at first, how was um, your master's program, like, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, being back in school again, or even just how your classes were structured? You know, how was that experience for you? Wow. Well, at first, it was pretty challenging. So the program, the best way to uh, describe, like, how I was studying at University of Greenwich was, like, independent study. I think that's what they called it. Mm. And it was very, very independent. So we would go into class. Uh, we would have our lectures. They would tell us to do some reading on our own. And then we would just come back and you could either do the reading or never read anything the whole time. You know what I mean? Like it was completely up to you because um, there were no like assignments, like homework assignments throughout the term. The only grade that you received was at the very end. And it was whatever like the report was or the assignment or the, excuse me, or what the assignment was. So it really was up to you, like how well you did, like you could study and do your reading or you could just not. And I know people chose different paths in my program for sure. But um, I I definitely had to put myself like into a new routine because, um, like we said before, I had not studied in over four, over four and a half years. So it was definitely like a big adjustment. And it was tough at first. I definitely struggled at first. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how did you overcome that did you just kind of wing it and figure out what worked for you or did you kind of look look up resources to I guess learn how to study again great question so (laughs) I definitely was googling like how to write research reports like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like I was googling everything I was trying to figure out how to kind of start from scratch because it was just so different from even how I remember like studying um, at Hampton so I definitely did a lot of research on my own but I also utilized my lecturers, which is what they call professors here. Um, mm-hmm. So my lecturers and I would utilize their office hours as much as I could. I I went to another tutor that was like on another campus, like an hour away, who just specifically helped with um, academic writing. Um, I did everything that I could because I was like, I didn't come all the way here to fail. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and after I received. After I received my first uh, grade, like on my first report, I was like, okay, no, you need to really, (laughs) you need to really take this seriously and figure out like how you're going to turn this around. So Mm -hmm. like I said, I went and started talking to the lecturers and I would just say like the rest of the term, I killed it. Like my grades like started just, you know, going up, up, up and I'm graduating with merit. So I'm really excited about that. Um, even though it almost kicked my butt at the beginning, but I think it was just because I needed to, um, you know, like readjust and get used to it all over again, because working in an office, like I didn't have to like read, you know, tons and tons of research and, and do all of that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was just learning that all over again. Yeah. But you, you did it. You figured out what you needed to do and, and, um, I survived. I survived. (laughs) And you said you said you're not going back to school again. No, and not ever. Again. <laughs> no, never, 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 never. And people always think I'm joking, especially my subscribers. They're like, "Yeah, okay, next time you're going to be telling us you're getting a PhD," and I'm like, "Never." That's not happening. 
I am I'm happy with my, you know, bachelor's and master's degree and mm-hmm. that is where that's where it ends for me. Yeah. After especially after this, like it wasn't terrible, but it was like a lot, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad to be done. I'm yeah. so glad to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's good though. I mean I can see why people say that because I think is it um Dang it, I don't have the exact statistic, but there's this idea that, like, you know, black women tend to go for, like, multiple degrees, and I know myself, I have a cousin, and I thought she was done after her master's, and then she is actually preparing to go for a PhD now, so um, I I can see why people say that, but I also understand, like, if you put in the work that you did, and you're done... I cannot see where yeah. like you really mean that like no more. <laughs> but I totally, I totally commend everybody that wants to keep going because I would say education is priceless. Honestly, it's the right. it's the best investment that you can make. So if you mm-hmm. want to keep going, I definitely support everyone that wants to keep going. But I think the road has ended for me <laughs> for now. For now. For now. Maybe maybe a certificate or some type of you know program to refresh skills mm-hmm. in the next few years. But for now, page is done. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not I'm not familiar with the the University of Greenwich, um, okay. and, I, and maybe you can only speak for your particular program. But were there a lot of international students in your program? Oh my gosh, I wish I knew the the stat offhand, but I think we're like one of the most. I think they cl- they said our university has some of like one of the biggest international student populations. That's oh, what wow. I'm trying to say. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're huge for international students. There was only one person. I think there was 20 of us total in my program. There was only one person from the UK in the program. <laughs> and she wow. was actually so surprised to see that she was the only one. So there were about seven, seven girls from Vietnam. Well, seven, six girls from Vietnam, one guy. There were three Indian students. We had a bunch of people from all over Europe. And then there were two Americans, including myself. So mm-hmm. we were a very, very diverse bunch. And and a few from the Middle East as well. So it was just, yeah, it was very diverse. And I loved my classmates. Like we became so close because I guess we all came from different places and it wasn't our home, you Mm -hmm. know. So we we got together really fast and got really close and we like traveled together. We explored London together. Um, I went to Scotland with a few of my classmates. So it was actually I, I think it was a benefit that we were like all international because we wanted we need, we all needed people, you know right. what I mean? So it helped us to, um, actually be really close. Yeah. So you didn't have to feel like you were like alone or anything. Yeah. I'm, I've never once felt alone here, which is crazy. Like, of course I miss my family and things like that, but I feel like I just was so welcomed by everyone that I met here. Mm-hmm. I've never really felt alone. So that's a blessing. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Um, and of course, you've made other friends outside of school, right? Like, I know we both know Hope. Um, and it's so interesting because when I talked to her, this was like two years ago, and uh-huh. she was saying how at the time she felt like she hadn't really found her tribe yet as far as like friends go yes. or community goes. And to she see now, she still said that when I got here as well. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now she has you and all, all your other friends, you know, you have each other. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I remember when I um was introduced to her and she was like, I'm so happy you're coming here because I just really need somebody because I haven't felt like I've connected with people. Hmm. So we hit it off right away. And I would definitely say 
you know, we're great friends now. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad that we have each other. Yeah, that's really good. How did you go about, you know, outside of your classmates? Like, how did you go about meeting new people and, and making new friends? Mm-hmm. So it's so funny, but I actually have met majority of my friends from social media. Oh, like, okay. Social media can be such a such a blessing and a curse, you know. But um, I've met a lot of people just through like Instagram. How else? My definitely my YouTube channel. Some people have reached out and then we've just connected that way. Um, one of my subscribers actually commented saying, um, that's so funny. My daughter did the same thing. She went and got her master's degree uh, at the University of Greenwich. And I said, well, what's your daughter's Instagram? And I reached out to her and found out she did the exact same program as me. Wow. And she was from Ohio. So she was from Ohio and we became really close friends as well. So um, doing YouTube has definitely been helpful for me um, in finding friends because I guess it's just like putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely social media, as long as you're you know safe with it. I think it's a great resource of, of finding people like even just when it comes to like hobbies and stuff like you can find different groups on social media and you can make friends that way. Mm-hmm. Like um, this is kind of still on the subject because I just started um, roller skating out here like as a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. And I found out there's so many like roller skating groups or like crews in London. So I plan to like go to Hyde Park soon and try to like make friends with them. <laughs> so We'll see how that goes. But there's there's always different ways, you know, meet people in a new city. Definitely. And mm-hmm. as as you mm-hmm. mentioned, because you're already, you know, on YouTube and on social media, you're able to use mm-hmm. that at your disposal. Um, that sounds yeah. fun, though, like being in a roller skating group. Like, that sounds like it'll be really fun. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. One of my um, subscribers actually commented and like told me about one of the groups out here and how they meet up like every week so mm-hmm. that would be cool we'll yeah. see how that goes because a lot because a lot of my friends are actually um leaving london or have left london so i'll be needing to find some some more friends mm-hmm. <laughs> as well yeah, yeah a lot of people are leaving and that and that could be one of the tough things about becoming friends with like mainly um foreigners or international people mm-hmm. because sometimes they they have to leave you know right so, yeah, I definitely want to meet more friends who are actually from London or actually live in London, permanently more British friends. That's mm-hmm. a goal of mine uh, for this year. I've, yeah. I've made a few. <laughs> I've made a few, but um, including my flatmate, we're really close. Yeah. But I definitely want to meet meet more people who um, are from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope you are <laughs> able to do that since you are going to be there for <laughs> at least another two years. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I hope so, too. Um, as far as your YouTube channel goes, you know, you use that to, you know, kind of document and also share your, your experience in London and elsewhere. But I mean, how did you start doing YouTube? You weren't like, did you start out doing like travel videos when you started YouTube? No, no, not at all. Is it like fashion or something? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) I've had many different transitions on YouTube, just trying to figure out like where my place was and all of it. Um, because I knew that I love like creating content, but I don't know, I was just figuring it out and just putting up what I liked and that's just what I've always done. But it started as a, a fashion channel because I was like a style blogger for years. Um, and then it transitioned into me sharing my uh, fitness and weight loss journey. And that's how my channel really started growing. And then I took the leap and moved to London. And I remember making a video, um, inviting people to join me on the journey and hoping that they would still be interested in my channel, even though it wasn't going to be 
as like focused on fitness and weight loss, even though I still have some things like that in there. But it is mainly now about living abroad and travel and just like my day to day life. And people responded so well. And many of my subscribers who were there, you know, before have continued to join me on this journey. And I brought in, you know, so many new people since mm-hmm. I've been here. So it's been great. Like my, my YouTube journey has definitely been an interesting one, but I'm having so much fun with it still. Yeah. That's really good though, because I feel like, um, and granted, I'm not like, um, I'm not personally an, a YouTuber or an influencer or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, <laughs> I, I, from what I can tell, it kind of seems like, you know, maybe sometimes feel like once you start out, in a certain category or a certain, I guess, theme or whatever for your channel or your content. Maybe people feel like it's hard to change that or change direction. But you've been able yeah. to, you know, change your channel and people are still following and engaging and wanting to see what you have to put out. And I don't know, I just think that's really nice that you're kind of able to do what you want with your channel and with, you know, what you create and not I'm have great. to worry I'm too so much. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yes, I'm so grateful for that. So, I mean, when you started, when you started YouTube, was that just to like, did you have aspirations of being a, a YouTuber, so to speak, or? I mean, honestly, I always hoped that my channel would grow and that I would like reach a lot of people and, and be able to help people. Um, but I never thought it would like even be as big as it is now. And I feel like I'm still growing and, mm-hmm. and you know, new people are, new people are still subscribing every day. So that's really exciting. But. I don't know if my goal was to be a YouTuber. I think I just really like putting up content. Like I've been blogging since I was in high school. Like I, my blog is still up. I hope, hopefully nobody can ever find it, but <laughs> I had a blog. In, <laughs> I had a blog in high school where I wrote about my life then. Um, so I've been doing this since I was like 16 years old, just in different, you know, different platforms and in different ways. So yeah, I mean, I think that. I've just always really enjoyed creating digital content. So mm-hmm. that was always in the cards for me to, to do that in some, you know, form or fashion. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's, it's continuing to grow and, um, you know, you have a lot of, of supporters who are looking forward to see, you know, what you continue to come up with. So, yeah. And I still can't believe that, that people are really, <laughs> that people are really interested. It's crazy to me. Like when I think about it, but it makes me so happy because, I'm, you know, literally just sharing my experience and, and just trying to help other people maybe, um, avoid some of the mistakes that I've made or Mm -hmm. just, you know, just trying to teach people, teach people the lessons that I've learned and people are receiving it really well. And I'm just so appreciative that I can help even one person, you know? Yeah. Well, as someone who's biased, because as I've said already, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. I definitely (laughs) feel like you deserve the support. So you know thank you I mean so much yeah I mean you're very welcome I I mean that I really do think that you deserve all the all the support and recognition that you've been getting so um thank you so I wanted to I'm not sure if I have this right or not but you Mm -hmm. so your master's program like you had classes for a while and then you had time to Mm -hmm. do your thesis right is that how it Mm -hmm. went so is it like a year program is it a year program overall Exactly. Um, okay. And that was one of the things that I pitched to my parents. I was like, I could get my master's degree in the UK and it'll be done in a year or do it in the States and it'll take two years. So I think almost all of the master's programs in the UK are only one year long. So mm, that okay. means it's cheaper, you know, right. paying for two years. <laughs> so that was a benefit for sure. Yeah. 
So was it when classes ended that you decided to, um, you know, look for your own apartment and move off campus? Is that oh. what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, for the first half of the program, so it was like January to July, I lived on campus in the postgraduate residence hall, which I always would recommend to people if you're, you know, first coming over here to study. I felt safe there. I was able to get to class you know, in no time at all. Like it was, it was great. But I knew once I was done with classes that I wanted to experience living in a real London flat, you know, like really in the city, hmm. not on a um, university campus, because I was in Greenwich, which is like very touristy. And I don't know, it, it's just a different vibe from where I live now. So mm-hmm. I ended up um, looking for a flat. I viewed 14 different flats before I found the right one <laughs> before I chose the 14th one. And yeah, it was a great decision. Like I'm, I'm having such a good time, like really being like in London, I feel like, and just living the London life, I guess. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And, um, as you mentioned, you, you have your flatmate too, that you get along with well, mm-hmm. right? It seems like y'all are actually like friends. So, I mean, yeah, I don't are. know, that must be nice. <laughs> it's definitely nice. Um, It's funny because I had actually accepted another offer for a different flat because I saw that one and the flat that I'm in now on the same day. But I didn't want to like miss out on that one if she didn't offer me this flat. So I said yes to the to the first um, pair that offered it to me. Mm -hmm. And they were completely opposite. They said they were not looking for friends. They said they just wanted somebody who was clean and quiet and, you know, and I was fine with that, too. Like, if that was what I ended up with, I was like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she offered, my flatmate Jessica offered me this room. And I just was so happy because we hit it off so well in the viewing. Like, we had so much in common. And that was just nice. Like, I, I would have been okay either way. Yeah. But I feel like it is nicer, especially being so far away and, you know, not knowing that many people out here. Just knowing that I have somebody that I can talk to and we... You know, we talk about boys together. We talk about everything that's going on in our lives. Like, yeah. I think it would have been a di- it would have been a different experience if I was in that other flat and I never had you know any communication or real like conversations with the people I was living with. Yeah, and I feel like the space the space that you're in is so important. You know, even just for your mental wellness. Like, I just wanted to feel 100 percent you know like comfortable where I was living. So I'm happy that this ended up being the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all it all worked out and um I think that's if that's one thing, one of the numerous things that I like about your channel, it's like, you know, you kinda talk about maybe some difficulties you have, but it seems like mm-hmm. things keep working out for you. <laughs> they, I mean, oh my gosh, I don't know. They they do keep working out and I'm I'm very grateful and I definitely have like the hard moments. Like twenty nineteen was not like super easy Mm -hmm. um but things have definitely looked up i do want like i don't know if this is already something that you're going to ask but i i really would just like to like tell people Mm -hmm. um because this is a a common misconception i think that like me just like moving out here moving abroad and you know leaving behind you know my unfulfilled life that all of a sudden everything was sunshine and rainbows you know because (laughs) i left and that's not that's not the case right not the case at all like i I had a very rough 2019 and it was just like a combination of things, you know, like being away from home, um, a breakup that I was dealing with, just trying to adjust to being alone. So, so often when I was so used to being around so many people Mm -hmm. back at home, like it was, 
a rough year, but I came out on top and it turned into this beautiful like self-love journey and it was totally worth it. But I just have to say like, wherever you go, you bring you with you, you know? So Mm -hmm. if you're not right on the inside or mentally, like it's going to follow you wherever you go. So things did work out in the end, which I'm so grateful for, but it took a long road to get here. Yeah. No, I I definitely appreciate you saying that because it's easy to have that misconception, especially like um, if you're like a fan of someone and you're like kind of watching what they show of Mm -hmm. their life. It's easy to think, oh, man, I wish I could have her life. It seems so easy. And she gets to live in this like city and go all these places. But obviously you're a person and you have you have struggles like anyone else, you know. Um, Exactly. Yeah. No, I definitely appreciate you saying that. Um, no problem. So, so obviously you're in London and you can't, well, I don't know, maybe actually, no, let me not make any assumptions, but like, um, I was going to say like, maybe you can't really travel around right now. I don't know how like the lockdown is going specifically in like London or the UK. Um, but, but before you were going to a lot of places, you know, after you'd mm-hmm. moved to London, right? <laughs> Can you talk about some yes. of the places you've been since since moving to yes. London? Um, yes. So my goal was to visit at least like 15 new European countries. I don't know how I was going to do it, but I just made it happen. Um, I've been to, I'm looking at my map now. Um, <laughs> I've been to like Spain. I've been to Germany, um, Switzerland. So I actually went on a tour um, called Contiki. And that helped me like knock out like a bunch of uh, countries on my list. So it's like a travel group because I didn't want to go like completely solo. Um, so I went alone to the tour, but I met, you know, like so many people it was like 40 people on the tour and we rode on this big coach bus and it was a 10 day tour and we visited eight different countries. Mm-hmm. So that was really amazing as well. But yeah, I would just like on weekends when we had like long weekends or days off like I would book like two day trips like my friend and I went to Dublin uh one weekend um yeah I just I went all over like I tried to see as much as I could because I really felt like if I was going to come all the way here like I said before I want to leave with more than just the master's degree like I want yeah to get you know to have even more experiences I want to see as much of this part of the world as I can so I definitely was dedicated to that. And I'm glad that I saw so many places because, you know, 2020 <laughs> was a year that I thought, <laughs> a year where I thought I was going to be traveling even more, but it hasn't been, obviously. So yeah. I'm glad that I did as much as I, you know, could in 2019. And hopefully I can resume in, you know, 2021. I think people are starting to travel again out here, but I'm just not mm. ready to do that. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, <laughs> I want to be a little bit more cautious. So I don't plan on leaving London. I may go to, um, Brighton, which is like a city that has like a beach and a boardwalk, uh, mm-hmm. like about two hours away. But I don't see myself like leaving the UK anytime soon. That's understandable. Just trying to, yeah, just trying to take all the precautions that I can and mm-hmm. just see how everything plays out first. Yeah. Is, um, is there anywhere like, uh, on your list or on your mind that you'd like to go to once it's safer? Like any places you'd like mm-hmm. to visit or I guess revisit once it's, you're yeah, more able to do so. <clears throat> yeah. So in May, I actually had trips booked. Um, I had two friends coming from the States and we were going to go to Amsterdam, which I actually visited um, on the Kentucky tour, but it was like less than 24 hours there. So I wanted 
more time in Amsterdam. And then we were also going to go to Cyprus to like have like a beach trip as well. So mm. I would love to go to more like beachy places out here. So like Cyprus and um, maybe go back to Spain again. There, There's just there's so much I have. A friend that I met here who lives in Sweden, and she's one of my friends that moved back home. Mm. Um, so I want to visit. I want to visit her in Stockholm. I have a classmate in Copenhagen, Denmark. I want to visit her. So, yeah, there's there's so many places I can't wait to go to. Yeah, I'm not anywhere near done. Right, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, like you said, 2021. Hopefully, that'll be. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> to be like more able or, or at least able to go places with with fewer worries, you know. Um, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. As I can't remember if I mentioned it or you mentioned it, but you know, you're going to be in London for another two years, right? Um, yes. And you don't have to. I mean, only share what you're comfortable sharing. I'm not trying to get all up in your business, but like you, you mm-hmm. got um, was it a startup visa? You said that you got mm-hmm. right. So yep. I'm just curious about, well, first, you know, what, why you decided you wanted to stay in London and if you could share, mm-hmm. like, how you found out about the startup visa and decided to go mm-hmm. for it. Sure. So I knew, I would say around maybe when I finished classes, maybe like July or August, that I wanted to really stay in London. Like, I just felt like I was thriving here mm-hmm. and... Like I said before, like this city just makes me feel like motivated and makes me want to work hard. And I just knew like once I left home and I got out here, like you are going to, you know, decide how you use this time here. Like you can excel and advance in your career or whatever you want to do for yourself, or you could do nothing and then go back home and do the same thing you were doing before. And mm. I knew that that was not what I wanted. So I felt like my time just wasn't done here. Okay. Um, and I started looking, I started looking into different options of how I could stay. And it's very difficult. Like I, I have to be honest, like staying in London and like getting another visa is not an easy task. So I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I had started hearing about the startup visa and I've always had like these dreams of being an entrepreneur, like even when I was working at my nine to five, but it was just another one of those things where I was like, this is not realistic for me. Like, who are you to be an entrepreneur? Like, you're like this shy girl who just like plays it safe all the time. Hmm. But obviously, <laughs> things have changed. Really yeah, fast, you, you but proved yourself wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, proved, I definitely proved myself wrong. Um, but yeah, when I started hearing about the startup visa, I started looking into it. And I'm like, maybe this is something that I can do. So I reached out to my university. And I asked them about it and they said, yeah, we have this, you know, startup visa, but we highly uh, recommend that anyone interested in it participates in this competition called the Enterprise Challenge, which uh, basically involves having a business idea and having to pitch it and being in this long competition. So I ended up doing that and I made it to the um, the semifinals for that competition. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was really excited about that. And then I, I think it was like a month later, I had to apply for the visa. So I think it definitely helped, you know, being in that um, competition, as well as there were like a bunch of other opportunities that my university offered, like weekend long boot camps and things like that. And I attended everything. Like I wanted them to know how serious I was mm-hmm. about, you know, learn learning how to be an entrepreneur and just, you know, just really serious about wanting to make this happen. So I just attended everything that I could and I learned so much. 
And I think it really prepared me for my startup visa application, which was not an easy thing either. Like I had to like show them numbers and, and things that well, I had to like pretty much give them the whole rundown of how it was going to work and how my business idea was going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to share the exact idea right now just because I haven't um, shared it anywhere online. All right. That's fine. But, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully it, I mean, it may be live once, you know, this is live, once your podcast is live, but people can like check out my social media. Cause I'm sure if it's live, like it'll be plastered everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about the future. I never thought I would call myself an entrepreneur, but I mean, I've been doing it, you know, already since I've been here, you know, with YouTube and and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. I I can't believe that I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. I really can't. Yeah. I really can't. Wow. That's amazing. But you're doing it, you know? You know, I'm doing um, it. Yes. I have to keep reminding myself, like, you are doing this. So (laughs) just keep going. So, I mean, obviously, of course, of course, you're very welcome. Um, so obviously, like you said, you can't talk about details right now. You do that whenever Mm -hmm. you're ready. But I guess just looking forward, since you do have two years, at least two years, um, left in London, I mean, what do you envision for yourself or your life there? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Like, I mean, you know, what is, what is your next two years in London look like to you? Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely want to continue um, creating content. And my business idea is heavily um, based on digital content as well. So mm-hmm. that, like I told you before, at the beginning of this conversation, like, that's just what I have always been passionate about. Yeah. And, and creating content in my way. So it's it's so nice that like YouTube and, you know, Instagram and things like that, they give you the platform to like, share your story in whatever way you want to, you know, So I hope that I can just continue doing that and like sharing my experiences and sharing my life with people online and and just seeing like how far this thing goes. I I just hope to continue growing and and reaching more and more people throughout the next two years Mm. and inspiring people to like to take a chance on themselves like that. I think that's my number one goal. Like I just want to show people that even if you're scared, even if you're comfortable, if you're shy or, you know you can like change everything around for yourself. Like you don't have to be stuck in a situation that you don't want to be in. Yeah. You know, when it comes to your, your career and your future, like you can turn things around so quickly just comes with a mindset shift and you can do anything you really can. So that's what Mm -hmm. I hope to just keep, keep letting people know that I'm, I'm, I'm no one. I mean, I'm no one special when it comes to this. Like anybody can do what I'm doing right now. You just really have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope you're able to do all that as well, especially, like you said, continuing to inspire people. Um, yeah, obviously you can't predict the future and you can't see what's right. going to happen, but it's good to have ideas. And I hope all those things happen for you and that you're able to do all those things going forward with the, the time that you have in London, the extended amount of time that you now have in London. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um how does your family feel about you you staying for another two years? <laughs> um, they're happy for me, that's for sure. Um, I think my mom is a little bit nervous. I mean, she I think my mom's biggest fear is that like I'm gonna just like 
fall in love with the city, fall in love maybe with a man and not come home. <laughs> Just never come back. Come <laughs> back. Um, and she's like expressed that fear to me in so many words. And like I said, like they're just so big on family, like being near each other. But like you said, you can't really predict the future. And I don't mm-hmm. want to stress myself out about that. And of course, like I'll be 30 um, when my two years are up here. And I, of course, you know, want to settle down and have a family and things like that. But I am enjoying my life right now. And for once, just like putting myself first and like what I want. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my main focus. So, I mean, they're happy for me. But yeah, I think a little bit nervous as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hopefully, I guess this year is kind of uncertain, but hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later, at least you'll be able to see them or they can come see you, you know? Um, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. So they won't feel like you just kind of moved away and that was it. Exactly. Just disappeared off the face exactly. of the earth. <laughs> because they were they were supposed to be here for my graduation and then that got canceled mm-hmm. and then I was like well maybe I can maybe I can go home in the fall uh I don't know if that's gonna happen so it's gonna be really weird if I don't get to see my family in the year 2020 at all like mm. that will be weird but yeah. hopefully everything just you know works out for the best right right I hope so too mm-hmm. um Thank you. yes yes of course I think you actually recently made a video about this but since I ask everyone mm-hmm. I'm a going to ask you as well um do you have any tips as far as being able to afford studying in mm-hmm. london anything in particular that has helped you being able to afford you know living and studying there mm-hmm. so i'm definitely really like i said really grateful just for my family and their support because they allowed me to live at home with them after I graduated from university. So I was actually living there up until the point of me moving to London. So mm-hmm. that meant that I wasn't paying rent. Yeah. Um, so I was just saving, saving, saving. So me getting my degree and coming out here was 100% self-funded because I was just saving up money. And I never knew like exactly what I was saving it up for. I never thought I was going to be using it for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did um, use, like I contributed um, my savings to this experience. So that was what I did, but I know that there are so many other ways to get financial support to come here. Like with Hope, I think Hope took out um, loans. Um, there's, I have another friend who got a scholarship and she was able to uh, have her accommodation completely covered for her year here. Mm. Um, so there's plenty, there's plenty of different ways. And I know there's lots of scholarships. I was actually looking up scholarships as well, but I found out that they mainly just have scholarships for um, students who are starting in September. And I was a January starter, so uh, there weren't any okay. available for me. But if you're starting in September, there's scholarships and there's plenty of different ways, to, you know, to make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any tips or advice just in general for people who want to uh, study abroad like you did or just travel more? Any tips? I mean... Just start doing the research and and don't be convinced that it's too big or it's too out there for you. Like, if you want to do this, if you want to live abroad, like, make it happen. You know, it's never too late. A lot of people message me and they're like, I'm 32. Like, do you think it's too late for me to do this? Absolutely not. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. I don't know why I had that in my head at 25 that I was too old to, like, do something like this. Absolutely not. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's never too late. Like, 
as I mean, you just need to utilize all the time that you have here on this earth and do what you want with your life. So I would just say, go for it. Look it, look it up, do the research, watch people's videos like mine who are doing it and just make it happen for you too. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Okay. So I only have one more question for you, but, um, yeah, the sure. last question I had for you is where can people reach you or keep up with you online if you'd like them to do so? I'm sure you would like them to do so. (laughs) Yeah, I would love them to do so. Um, So, again, my name is just Paige Mariah everywhere. My YouTube channel is called Paige Mariah. Um, On Instagram and Twitter, I'm Paige underscore Mariah. Uh, Yeah, you can find me pretty pretty much anywhere online except TikTok. I'm (laughs) I'm not on TikTok, but (laughs) everywhere else you can find me um, at Paige Mariah. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, awesome. thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, sure. Like I said, I, I really was not sure if I, if you would even respond. So the fact that you Aww. were interested in being on, on this podcast really means a lot to me. And again, like I said, I appreciate your work and, and everything. So um, thanks for your time today. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. You're doing a great thing. You really are. Oh, thank you. Stories. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> thank you, Paige. I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your... Wait, what time is it? Is it still afternoon, evening? <laughs> yes, yeah, four. Four okay. three. Four yeah. three. <laughs> well, you enjoy thank the rest you. of your day. It was very nice getting to talk to you. Um, if you see Paige... Well, it's not Paige. Hope. She's back in London, right? here she's here okay well if you get a chance to speak to her feel free to tell her i said hi or you know whatever i definitely will um, <laughs> i definitely will but um yeah thank you again for listening to me as well oh yes you're very welcome you're very welcome and um yeah i'll be in touch you know as it gets closer to september 1st okay awesome okay speak to you soon all right bye Paige. all right bye Danielle. bye Danielle. <laughs> All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Paige for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook and at YG Abroad on Twitter. And also don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast wherever podcasts are, and you are welcome to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher while you're at it. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for the next episode in two weeks... The guest is going to be another someone who is very creative, both online and offline, who also has a background in business. And while she was an undergrad, she studied abroad for a semester and went to Brazil, South Africa, and Vietnam. So you can look forward to hearing more about that in two weeks. But until then... Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.